Your rent's due, motherfucker! Um, and here's a secret that many guys don't know, especially in today's day and age, is that women love nice guys. <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early, early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, AKA nice guys, right? And that's you. Okay, so this is for all of my single over 30 people. Is anybody else just over this hookup culture? I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm online. I'm trying all these things. But like, what happened to romance? What happened to, you know, a little bit of chivalry? Whatever happened to all of the nice things that men used to do instead of everyone asking us, what are you doing? Can I come through? Is there any real men out there at all? I don't know. Help me out. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And, you know, I see TikToks on here all the time that talk about, like, you know, pretty girls and how they're never approached. And it's true. Like, I was just out at a bar. Black men were there. None of them talked to my friends and I. All pretty girls. Black girls. None. And it's like, people say, like, finding someone to have sex with you, to take you out to eat, to compliment you is not hard. I can go on these apps clearly and find someone that's ready to have sex with me tonight, right now, without even knowing my last name. Literally does not know if I've just had, just got rid of an STD yesterday, but is definitely willing to have sex with me right now. But finding someone that like is willing to check on me when I say I'm having a bad day, that's too much. And it's just so frustrating because it's like, I'm just myself. I don't know what else to do. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right and wife me the fuck up.
What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Your rent's due, motherfucker. All right, we are here on September 1st, and... Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yes, it is. We live in the building. Shout out to the ladies, man. Hey. I got money. I don't got it for all of y'all, but we can piece it all together. 50 for you, 65 for you, 50, 11 for everybody else, man. Today, man, we got a great show. Oh, so hold on for a second. Let me get my coffee cup. All right. Shout out to the coach gang for being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. We got a great show today. It's having game in the mouthpiece holding you back. You brothers, every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me back, me back, telling me I need you in my life, all right? Shout out to everybody holding themselves back, chasing peace leave. All right, we're going to talk about that. I know the PUAs will be checking in on this one, the game coaches, the dating coaches. You guys know I don't have no love for you, all right? Uh, but um, I don't have any. I love I love some of those brothers, man, by the way. Um, and um. But it is what it is. We got to actually explain what's happening here. We're setting men up for the long term. We gave you the plan, the roadmap, the free agent lifestyle, and the lifestyle of maturity. We're going to talk about this. And I'm going to play a clip by one Kevin Samuels. All right. This might be the second time as a YouTuber that I've played a clip from Kevin Samuels. All right. I've never put one on the thumbnail. And listen, I'm not against people who do that, but I don't make my own platform around people that um that 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 I see myself above. Mm. I mean, listen, I'm the Thanos of this thing here. I'm the top dog. All right. So anyway, when the big dogs start barking, I don't need anybody to uh, promote that's beneath me. Anyway, <laughs> it's kind of going off the rails there. Uh, but no, no, a lot of people made platforms and got got big on YouTube from using Kevin Samuels material. But uh, I actually was vehemently against that myself. And I made a conscious decision to never do that. I said, I'm never going to be that guy. I want to. Make sure that my philosophy is the top. But at the end of it, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. He's not here to join us. But uh, we're going to use a clip that I like, all right, that I really, really like about Kevin Samuels. Uh, rest in peace. Um, he has a great clip that was shared on our locals. And I was like, that is exactly what I'm talking about. That is exactly the message that I want young men to hear. Because one, one of the messages that you hear, all right, and I, I am guilty of this message. One of the messages that you hear is it's going to get greater later, right? I think Dennis Sperling said that, and I adopted. I didn't adopt that, but I actually used that from him. And um, I understand he's a friend of Kevin. And um, I also am one saying that, hey, your Super Bowl, in my book, The Evolution, I said your Super Bowl is going to be after your mid-30s. That is when life is going to get better. But I did hear, I did hear, um, I did hear someone that uh, made a suggestion on Instagram. And he said, the reason why men, older men, say that it's going to get greater later. The reason why men like myself say your Super Bowl is later. The reason why we say that is because men like us chased ass all through our 20s. And there, we had no choice but to get greater later. Right. If you actually understand that chasing ass up front is a losing prospect, many of us had to lose to figure out we need to get our life together. Right. We had to lose so much and waste so much time with women 
and waste so much time dating, waste so much time, um, waste so much time uh, running game, waste so much time getting. We wasted so much time that later on, once many of us figured it out, not all of us have figured it out yet. There's still men running around here, horny at 61, talking about this girl has some big old, you know what? There's still homeless men talking about they want a woman that makes a lot of money so they can show them how to orgasm. I swear to God. But the reason why these men have become greater later is because we realized chasing women and running game and having a mouthpiece was not it. Okay. The reason why it took us so long to get our lives together, unfortunately, and I'm talking about us brothers, is because we had to get hurt. We had to get dragged through child support. We had to have the oopsie baby. We had to deal with the toxic women. We had to deal with the toxic women that are liable to be manipulated by gang. We had to deal with the result. We had to get divorced. We had to waste so much time to realize, holy shit, that that ain't it. And then somewhere around late 30s, early 40s, it clicked. And we was like, oh, right? That that didn't matter. And then we started to do what? It took one, two, three years tops to turn our lives into 180, 180 our entire lives. Now imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine if you took those one, two, and three years in your prime years, your prime physical age years, not your prime male years, in your years, 25, 26, 27. Now you'd have to double those years because it takes so much time to even get started and compound things. You still need the experience. But imagine if you took those years, three, uh, from 25 to 30, and actually applied the information that we're giving you now to your life, you don't have to wait till 38. You don't have to wait till 46. You don't have to wait till 50 until it gets good. You can actually start making your life better now. And this is the point that I'm trying to make here. Listen, I'm not trying to shit on anybody today, but somebody's going to get shat on. I'm just sorry. But I've been never been a big proponent of game. And we're going to go through that. And I'll repeat these, reiterate these points. I believe, without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, and you guys know I'm Coach Adamas. You know I don't miss. I've only missed half of one, one time. Half of one time. I believe game, and I'm going to repeat this, is a low-quality, low-quality um, uh, tactic, a low-quality tactic, that some men might prioritize at some point in their lives, but it's only going to yield low quality results. That's, that's my opinion. And I'm sticking with it. As a matter of fact, yes, indeed, that's going to be a win. That's not a buzzer. It's a low quality tactic taught to low quality individuals that only is going to yield low quality results. Yes, indeed. Oh, hold on for a second. We got to pop, lock it, drop it. Boom. Pop, lock, boom, boom. <laughs> we got to pop lock it on that one. It's a low quality tactic to produce, uh, aimed at low quality individuals, meaning you and the female, that is going to yield low quality results. Mm. All right, and I'm going to give you proof on this one, by the way. <laughs> we also have some other stories to get your mind off of that. That's going to be the main event. Uh, let's roll up the stories here. 
Uh, these are the topics for the day. Also, to donate or to contribute to today's show or your opinion, or if you want to have a proper dialogue, if you want to express your opinion related to this, uh, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App. Yes, you got to pay to have a dissenting opinion. I'm really going to give you uh, that much attention if you dissent that much. You know what I mean? If you want to have a verbal go back and forth, you must pay. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, and uh, Coach Greg Adams TV is on Vimo. And then also uh, PayPal dot me backslash coach Greg Adams. All right. So let me see here. One thing I do want to clear up and I'll maybe clear this up when I get there. Um, uh, one thing that I want to say is there is something to be said about understanding women. I'm of the opinion that you either love them or understand them. You can't do both. So with that being said, when you talk about game, I think we kind of get it mixed up. Yes. You got to understand women. And a lot of guys that, um, a lot of guys that don't understand women can use game per se but adults don't play games but you can you do need an understanding of women and that's where a dating coach could come into play when they're talking about the understanding woman and we do use game kind of like one of those uh bookmark terms that then we engulf everything which is not even fair to the dating coach because the dating coach really dissects this a little bit and so then we come out and then we just shit all over game but the, the reality is you be you have to be able to have good conversation. You have to be able to have dialogue. You have to be able to have understanding. You have to be able to break her down like a proper fraction, right? You got to be able to understand women and know where they're coming from. So that is an element of game. We also throw cold approach on there like that's the only strategy that a dating coach will use. And that's not fair. I'll be fair. That is not the only strategy that they suggest that, that a man uses. However, however. We do tell you that those tactics that they preach, those are their the, the tactics that they tend to lean on are a waste of time. All right. A waste of time for most men. And it's only going to produce low quality results. Now, if you're a person that only prides himself on low quality results, then that's you. All right. Yeah, that's you. And that's you. But yes, when it comes to this thing called relationships, there is going to be tit for tat. There is going to be manipulation on grand scales either you're manipulating her or she's manipulating you and i know a lot of dating coaches they hate when we characterize their services as manipulation but to be fair that's what we're doing here all right when you're running game you are doing some sort of manipulation so when i say women manipulate i never say it's deviously manipulation for the most part it is just uh, uh the natural human inclination to Get as much as you can by giving as little as you can. That's all. That's all it is. Whether it's a male doing it or a female, both people, there's an incentive to give, to get as much as you can without giving, um, giving what you have. And that's what we do on any sort of bartering. Anytime you do it, take sex and relationships out of it. When we're bartering, when we're purchasing something, we're trying to get as much value as we can by giving up as little value uh, that we have for ourselves. And that's what we do in dating. And so then we go through all corn, all kinds of manipulations, right? There's books on this one. There's the 90 day rule. All right. There's think like a man, be like a woman. I have, I don't even know the title of Steve Harvey's book, but then when you go on the male side, there's all kinds of manipulative tactics that you're teaching them to do what? Get as much value as you can without giving up as much value as you possess. So that is basically the end of the situation here. We can try to uh, dice up words and compare apples to oranges, if you will. We can do that in a longer term debate, longer form debate, in which you're going to pay me to show up. Mm. I don't debate for free. 
right? I definitely do not debate for, for free. But um, if you want me to show up and you want me to sit there and listen to your damn hot, long-winded ass conversation about how I don't understand. See, the one thing here, and you're going to have to pay me, by the way. But the one thing about game that is being taught, that is one of the things that, that, uh, that, that I always try to warn men about. Is because they always try to make it something that you don't understand. Well, you you just don't understand. <laughs> well, you just don't get it. See, 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 see. The fact that you don't agree is because you don't understand. No, I I understand, bro. You're not talking to somebody that has been sheltered and bubbled all his life. I I, I get it. Always tell you had an uncle that was a pure, unadulterated pimp. He's in prison now. I saw him become a PIMP, and I said, I never want to do that, all right, despite the fact that a lot of our culture tries to push this narrative of being a PIMP. I saw it as a young boy. Now, imagine a young boy trying to make sense of it when they're trying to keep you from the damn truth about what he's doing, but you're seeing it live. And I'm going, that looks ridiculous. Mm. Of course, in a sense, we like, he has a lot of women, right? We were figuring out. He has a lot of women and he has a lot of women coming and going. He lived in this house in the Midwest and it wasn't a good house. It was a decent house. And um, we would be over there and I lived down the street from him and I would go over to his house and kind of was weird. It had a weird vibe. And I was looking at it like, what is going on here? I'm nine, 10, trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm seeing women coming and going. I'm knocking on the door. Hey, is uncle there? or unk and it's a girl imagine the old sexy ravishing rick rude uh music she's standing there with a bow over her neck <laughs> and negligee and lingerie and i'm sitting there like what the hell's going on here they're taking trips down south they're always going from state to state ocean to ocean busting nuts while the tour bus keeps coasting all right, we're, we're looking at this. I'm looking at this. What is going on here? I'm trying to make this make sense. Of course, other relatives knew. They knew exactly what was going on. Then I saw where it was leading him. Wasn't a good place. Wasn't a good place, unfortunately, and I love the guy. But I grew up knowing a real PIMP. So a lot of guys are, well, you don't understand. You don't have game. No, 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 no. I realize that that is a low. That's like, that's like a, what, what would be the worst? Uh, being a drug dealer. <laughs> like it's not going to lead you to the place where you want to be led to, which is going to be comfort, peace, quiet, and freedom and having plenty of money. You're going to have some money at some point, but you're probably going to get a prison sentence or at best be broke by the end of it without health benefits. Mm. <laughs> okay. You see what I mean? And the type of women you're dealing with are not when you grow older, what you'll realize is the type of women that you deal with, running game and understanding it and PIMP are not high-quality women. Because I've seen it right up there. Sure, they were sexy and they had sex appeal. And the thing about it is, and I'm going to have to reiterate this a little bit later. The thing about it is, the women that you're dealing with in this idea of game, and, and game definitely comes from the PIMP culture. We're going to review all of this. Um, these people have hijacked that from the PIMP culture and then applied it to the dating culture. And this is why you guys suck with women listening to these goofballs. Okay. 
But the women that you deal with in this culture are largely highly unremarkable women. They're not guys. I've seen it. Don't tell me I don't understand. I love when I talk about this. There's always that one dude. Well, so you don't understand. No, no, no. I get it. I seen it live and in living color. Okay. And I did a little bit of a dabbled in the player lifestyle myself. Okay. They're largely unremarkable women. Now, the two things that make them remarkable, two things that make a woman remarkable to be working for a P or to be manipulated by game are these two qualities. Their willingness to sell themselves. That's a remarkable quality to a guy who is going to capitalize on that. Their willingness to sell themselves or to a game guy, their willingness to give themselves up easy for a little in exchange. That's a remarkable quality if you're the guy. But it's a, it's a remarkable quality for, for the woman if, you, if that's what you want from her. Number two, her willingness to give all of what she's produced from selling herself to the man. That's a remarkable quality. However, in the real world, it's a low quality. <laughs> in the real world, that makes you a low quality person. It makes you a low quality human being, nothing worth bragging about. So if you're able to conquer that woman, there's nothing to brag about because she's a low quality individual. The only two remarkable qualities about her is she's willing to sell herself. And then whatever she produces from selling herself, she gives to the man. That's it. Everything about her after that, she's a low life. Same thing with a woman who's being able to be manipulated highly by a dude that has game. She's a low life, except for the fact that you were able to manipulate her to give you what you wanted. That's it. That's what. That's the only thing that makes her remarkable. <laughs> and then you're bragging about that individual. See, this is what this is the problem that we have. This is the problem that we have. So. There are many women that are willing to be manipulated by game because they're skeezers and they have no other direction. They have no other direction in their life. They only are going to be a skeezer their entire life. Not only are they a skeezer, they're probably a uh, they're they're probably a scab peeling drug addicted skeezer. All right. With no direction. She ain't going nowhere in life. And this is it. She's a runaway. Mm. <laughs> So this is what we have to understand about this situation. And I want to men, make men understand and aware about what we're bragging about. Are you bragging about taking scab peeling low-life skeezers and making them whatever you want? I don't know. I don't know. Are we, of, are we having conquests with them and bragging or are we just, eh? Because, listen, men will lie down with a variety of qualities of women. We've all done that. Okay, but at the same time, do you brag about it or do you just live life and move on after you collected your nut? See, I'm of the I'm of the type that collect my nut and just move on. Never want to brag about something like that. I would say that was a that was a low point in my life that I picked a scab peeling skeezer to get my pleasures and rocks off. I was like, hey, listen, I got it. I'm happy I got it. I'm not proud of myself. I'm not going to pat myself on the back for this comp this conquest. But another man will pat himself on the back. Another man will pat himself on the back. And then he will go through these cultural lexicons of him being a successful man. I'm so player. I'm a Mac. 
I'm a pimp, right? See, these are the things that we talk about, and a lot of men waste their times doing this, and we're getting too heavy in the game right now. So look, let's get into the show, but I've got to uh, acknowledge the earlier contributors to the show. All right, did I pin in on, on the PayPal my link? Did I pin my link in the PayPal? I did. <laughs> if you ever been around a guy that has game and his stable is very unremarkable. Now it may be remarkable to you because you don't have game, right? So again, this is the problem. This is what we're going to try to teach men. To you, the women that 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 you see around him, they're remarkable to you. And what he's using, oftentimes, you never really see a guy like that with one woman. He's often surrounded by many women because one can't do it. He can never find one quality woman. He has to find many quality women. But what he uses is a tactic called the cheerleading effect that I've done an entire stream on. The cheerleading effect is real. We're going to go over the cheerleading effect. What these men use is the cheerleading effect to show you that they're successful with men, women. And I'm going to give you a lot of examples of this one. I've done my research. They will crowd around five, six unremarkable women around them. You might believe at first sight that these women are attractive, but when you look at each one of them individually, you will see a lot of scab-pilling skeezers, all right? You won't see any more remarkable women in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's okay. It's okay. But I'm breaking this down for you guys. I'm breaking it down like a fraction. Oh, man, we back up in the building. Let's get the earlier contributors to today's show. What are we doing over here? Who do we got in the... Oh, my goodness. Cash App is active in the building. Did I get King of... Um, oh, no, I did got King of Spades yesterday. Shout out to Robex in the building. Appreciate you. I did a coaching call with him yesterday, and he co-sponsored today's show. Appreciate that, man. Studio IC says Coach Alini driving his Porsche 511 in the building. All right. We brought back the word 511 from the graves. Shout out to little John Kanye West and uh, whoever else has used 511 in a damn um, song. I think it was little John or one of them boys. What is the boys called? I can't remember. what. All right. Shout out to Jay Flo. He says it's the first of the month. And you know what's up? Your rent's due, motherfucker. He says, yo, tuition is due. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you. All right. Jabari says, much love, coach. Pause. You're the best. Pause. Yes, indeed. Yes. All right. XL Pro Services back in the building. Yes, indeed. Jones G, thanks for helping me be a more informed father. All right, boy, man, you should hear these stories I hear fathers going through. Very, very sad. All right. Very, very sad. Shout out to the Reg is in the building. Ex-wife got a new man after five years. And I feel more free. Um, sorry, Reg. Oh, listen, just enjoy. I won't ruin it for you. Enjoy it. You better hope they don't break up. All right. Uh, shout out to the Reg. He says, got my free agent in the dark side gear yesterday. Shout out to you, boy. Hey, man, that's expeditiously. All right. Glad I got you. I got we got a good supplier. Let us know how the shirt, uh, how the shirt feels. Pause. Simon Small supporting the free agent lifestyle. All right, LL Cool Cheese is in the building. He says, guys that don't pay a dime, pay with time. We're going to have to use that. Guys don't pay. Wait, let me say it again. Guys that don't pay a dime, pay with time. All right, 
that in time is time is money. Time is your biggest resource. Time is irreplaceable. So I don't pay, but he's guys that don't pay a dime pay with time. I love that. That's from our man, Charles Moore. All right. I got to write that in there. Charles Moore and guys that can waste time. You know what I mean? Guys that are willing to waste time. Basically, you're either showing you they're in a place that they need to be or they're probably not in the place that they need to be. That is actually a very important point. Christopher Zen says, I have game, the long game. Yes, we're playing the long game over here. All right, let me do a couple more over on PayPal. Oh, yeah, shout out to Warren 10H. Coach, check this TikTok video out. This chick is saying she has a legal document that if her boyfriend cheats on her, he has to pay her bills. Oh, my goodness, an absolute coach gang on the way. I remember seeing somebody uh, post that video. I can't look at it now, though, but let me see here. Why, why can't I? Yeah, I remember that when I saw her, and she's, you know, I, I can't really say anything about her. She's remarkable. She's largely unremarkable, and she's large. She's not that large. Uh, Moose, uh, wait a minute, hold on for a second. Hold on. Oh, I got you already. Shout out to Moose Hefner is in the building. Speaking of pimps, speaking of PIMPs, we got to get the show going. Moose Hefner, he says, they don't believe you're in the Urban Dictionary. Show the receipts. Somebody didn't believe I was in the Urban Dictionary? Come on, man. Don't, don't, don't try to belittle the coach. Don't try to belittle the coach, man. This is just mad disrespectful. I'll get to it in a minute. Let me see here. Um, I think it was, what was it? Peace leave? The Urban Dictionary. Oh, man. Y'all don't believe me, man. Look, I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm tired of the disrespect. Put some respect on my name. All right, I've done too much for this game in here. All right, if you can't say you in the Urban Dictionary, all right, you ain't done nothing. <laughs> and no disrespect. Do I got it on the screen? There it is. Right there. I'm in the Urban Dictionary. They put my whole damn name right in there. Look at that right there. Right there. At least they gave me credit. Right there. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> oh, Monkey Double Backflip is also, I think, in the Urban Dictionary. Let me see something here. All right, put some respect on my name. Monkey double back flip. All right, um, monkey double backflip is in the Urban Dictionary. They did not credit it. They did not credit it, but I created that. That for sure. They did not give me credit. It says usually pertains to a woman that divorced, grapes her husband to then goes on a wild sexual spree with her friends. Oh, my God. That definitely is something I nobody can ever say they never created. No, I created monkey double backflip. I'm definitely in the Urban Dictionary. Man, they need to put my damn name in here. Put some respect on my name. There's probably 50, 11 phrases that I come up with that is in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> All right, where are we at here? We're having fun. They be like, him trying to be Kevin Samuels. All right, I'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm in the Urban Dictionary. Shout out to Sizzo. I'm at my job today. Rent's due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. He says, coach, I keep seeing more hints of winter is coming. Chicks are posting stories all over social media saying, times are very hard. My therapist this and that. All praying to cheese, LOL. Coach Stradamus never lies. Wake up, free agents. Guys, we're in. We're in. We're in the game, man. I told you where we're going to be at this point of the world, all right? I wrote an entire book called The Evolution that broke down what's going to happen when we have an economic collapse of epic proportions, and we're having it right now. 
I wrote the book on this. So if you want to know, because you're going to be like, oh, women are changing. Women are coming back to the table. Female content creators are trying to uh, clean it up and they're trying to come in here and in the space and they're they're making sense now. And women are making sense. I told you they're going to use this strategy. I said they're going to do this when there's a what? Barbarian at the gate. KS says when winter is coming, winter is coming and winter's here. No doubt about it. Matter of fact, I want to show you a story. All right, this is this first story right here. I don't want to spend too much time here. We're already 30 minutes into the show. Let's show you this right here. This is the evidence of what's going on here. I said winter is coming. Oh, no, no, no. Kevin said winter, winter is coming. I said the barbarian will be at the gate. And I said when the barbarian kicks through the gate, there's no negotiation. Negotiations are off. You can't now go to the barbarian and say, well, now that you kicked in the door, can we negotiate? A lot of people want to know. A lot of people want to know what a barbarian is. People are thoroughly confused by this metaphor. It is a metaphor. There's no one barbarian. The barbarian could be the new, 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 new world order. It could be terrorism. It could be World War III. It could be immigration. It could be anything. But we live in great times of comfort. And you don't really know who the barbarian is until the barbarian shows up. Like, you don't even know who the barbarian is. Like, have you ever known who's going to rob your house? You don't know. They just show up. So you can't say who's going to rob your house. You can't give them the archetype. You can't give them a race. You can't give them a gender. They just show up. And once they show up, if you haven't done anything to secure your house, there's no negotiating. They're not going to say, oh, okay, you want to make, okay, we won't rob you now. If they're hell bent on robbing you, they're going to rob you. So there's no identity to the barbarian. The barbarian just is. New, 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 new world order. Okay. So here it is right there. I want you to read this headline. Macron over in France, he's the president of France. He warns, as Joe Biden has warned you as well, and if you ask anyone in Jackson, Mississippi right now, what it's like to live like in a third world country, they have no water. They can't flush their toilets. They don't have any bottled water. They can't brush their teeth. They can't squashy their peace leaves. Do you see what I'm saying? We're breaking down as we want. We're breaking down as a country and as a world. New, 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 new world. Order. I warned you. Here it is. The World Economic Forum allegedly said you will own nothing and be happy. Gavin Newsom's trying to take away your gas power vehicle so your ass can't escape. And then he says, we're going to go to all electric. And then I warned you. And then the next day he said, what? You know what? Don't plug in your vehicles. How the hell am I going to get to work if I can't plug in my vehicles because it's hot outside? Listen to this. The reason why I talk about this and why you ham and eggers don't, you guys feel uncomfortable with it when I talk about politics is because this is all intertwined. When the politics break down, women are going to break down. When the politics breaks down, it's going to affect you as a man because you're going to be the one bleeding in the streets. You're going to be one taking bullets from the barbarian. You're going to be the one leaned on to, per uh, to protect. You're going to be the one that women seek shelter from under. So this is why I talk about politics. This person says, they warn of the end of abundance as France faces a difficult winter. Go ahead. We warned you this was coming. And we warned you that the elites were going to take, take, take. And they started taking very early, long time ago, 
but they really put their plan into effect right around 2020. The last person that they needed, the last person that they needed to, the last piece of the puzzle was Joe Biden. At the time, Donald Trump held the office and these people, he was reading them the riot act. I showed you videos of this. Remember that video where he stood up at that G7 convention? And he was like, all of these ham and eggers right here ain't putting in they worth. Remember I showed you that video, if you've been with me? And he read them the riot act. And they was like, we got to get him out of here. They put in Joe Biden and they was all kumbaya. Why? New, 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 new world order. They was like, because now we can put our worldwide plan into effect. So what's happening here is they're telling you, you're going to deal with less. And we're going to take more. If you haven't seen what they're trying to do with the IRS, you're going to have less. We're going to have more. Forget your abundance. Forget your McMansions. Forget your gas power vehicles with the big pipes. Forget all of that. Forget all the Porsche 911s. Forget all the nice, uh, forget all these uh, nice appliances and all of this shit. We're going to tell you what you want, what you own. We're going to tell you what you're going to own, which is going to be damn near nothing. You're never, you're not even going to own your music on Apple Music. You're just going to rent that shit. That's all you're going to do. And should you not pay your credit card bill, you own nothing. You don't have access to your music catalog. Have you ever had that happen? Your credit card declined. You go to play some music. Music that you previously owned. (laughs) I was like, wait, I uploaded this to your platform. They were like, you can't access it. Put a new credit card in. They're telling you piece by piece. And of course, boomers, generation Xers, you're the ones that are going to feel the pain first. You're the one that's going to feel the pain first because you're used to freedom. But there is no more freedom. All right. You guys have given that up the minute they say put that face condom on and stay at home until we flatten the curve. And they saw you fall for a hook, line, and sinker. And they said, this is a drill. It's going to work. They're ready. And they're going to prime the pump. And they're going to keep doing this, eroding and eroding, telling you what you're not going to have. Guys, we're here. Matter of fact, Russia's thriving and Europe is going to be screwed here. Europe's going to be screwed because Russia's holding the line. Russia's the barbarians at this point. But they're preparing you that it's going to be a difficult winter, which means to say people are going to die because they don't have enough resources or access to natural gas because some of these people want to go full electric to protect the environment. That's okay. Russia's like, we ain't doing that. China's like, we ain't doing that. India's like, we ain't doing that. Guys, why do I tell you these things? Because this is going to shape your next few years here on this planet. And it's going to affect your relationship status. You're going to have people that are trying to push you in. Okay, well, I'll save the world. But the rest of the world ain't trying to save the world. They're trying to get their money. And they're trying to own. Not only that, the elites are trying to do that here. Okay, They're trying to do that here. You're going to have less and less. And they're telling you this on a daily basis. Jackson, guys, you're saying this isn't happening here. Jackson, Mississippi today does not have access to water, which is water. You need water more than anything else. You need water more than you need sex and food. They don't have water. (laughs) California right now is going through a massive heat wave and everybody's on a 4 to 9 p.m. restriction and you can't plug in your electric vehicles. Hmm? Okay. How's this going to affect you? See, as a man, I'm teaching you about masculinity. We're not talking about women over here. This is the masculinity issue. Because at some particular point, y'all limp-wristed, tippy-toe walking dudes with the tight jeans, y'all going to have to start being men. 
And this is why I bring in the politics, right? You're going to have to start being men. And all of that game bullshit and all of this stuff that y'all are worrying about, it ain't going to matter. Because as a matter of fact, if you have access to resources, women will lie down with you. Mm. <laughs> They're going to lie down with you. Mouthpiece ain't going to matter. The dude that has the most and the biggest castle in the highest point of the damn, pe- the, the highest point of the mountain wins. The person at the low in the valley, the person that's out there sweltering, the person that's homeless, the person that owns nothing gets nothing. That's how it's been since the beginning of time. That's how it's been since the caveman days. He who has the biggest hut or cave wins. That's how it's been on the prairie or the savannah out in Africa. He who has the biggest hut and that can kill the lion wins. That's where we're going back to sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. And they're warning you. And this warning, these are massive warnings. Somebody says he will be also the target also. That's how it goes. All right, so here we go right there. He who has the most land wins. Who who has the biggest toys wins. At least for a minute, uh, a time here. There's also that one woman that will stay with the homeless man. I always see that one woman. I look at her and I go, damn, that's some loyalty. That is some loyalty. When you see a homeless man and a homeless woman together, but oftentimes they're 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 um, intertwined by drug use. So when you see that, they're both addicts. They're not struggling together because they have a loyalty. They're both addicted to some sort of synthetic substance that is keeping them together. Once one of them sobers up, they're going to be out of there. Okay. They do drugs together. So when you ever see that and you're like, why would that woman do that? Or why would a woman be with a low quality man? And he's She's driving a hoopty and he's in the driver's seat. He's in a passenger seat. More often than not, they're intertwined by some sort of abuse or drugs. Never think that that's a good woman. Well, at least at least he got her to be with her, uh, him when, when he was struggling. No, they're addicts. They're addicted to either abuse or drugs. <laughs> she has no loyalty. All right. So anyway, we teach here. We teach. We don't reach. We teach. Yeah, they're bonded by trauma. Yeah, it's a trauma bond. No woman in her right mind would go collapse herself to that point where they're living in a car and she's at her lowest point economically unless there's trauma, she has a felony on her record and the felony somehow associated with him. That's the only... (laughs) All right, anyway, um, the next one, the next story here, we're going to go to, again, uh, we're going to talk about slavery again. Uh, You guys realize that... uh, Many times you're just nothing but slaves here. Let's go ahead and show it. Here's a woman here. I uh, It feels like enslavement. She said it herself. You guys thought you were free. And the woman thought she was free. We, that's why the strong and independent archetype and caricature was, a, was laughable. That caricature was laughable. I'm strong and independent. And the whole time she was very much dependent and enslaved. So if you have debt, By definition, by definition, and you're working off that debt, by definition, you are not free. You are what they would call an an indentured servant. And you were to be able to pay off that debt until you were to achieve freedom. But most Ham and Eggers don't ever realize that. And so they went about life trying to claim they were independent. Now, you were probably independent of the men who were struggling in your area. And you didn't need them because in your area, you earned a little bit more money 
than these guys in your mind. You had a little bit more many degrees, right? All the degrees. I graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech. And, and so college. around the men that you were around, you were better than them in your mind. But in essence, you probably were more in debt and in worse financial situation than even those guys. Like there's there's women and men that work in Walmart that are in a better financial position than people that make $80,000 a year, but have student loan debt to the tune of 100, 200, $300,000. A person that works in Walmart is in a way better financial position and they're that much closer, closer to freedom than that person is. So this person here is so far away from freedom, she don't even know it. But the delusion tells you and tells her that she's strong and independent. <laughs> 240K, you're a slave. You're not even an indentured servant at that particular point. Here you go. So this is what we teach people. Try not to get into debt. You'll never be free. And she says, it, feel like, it feels like enslavement. No, ma'am, this is enslavement. She's now, uh, she says, now she's fighting for full cancellation <laughs> to living her American dream freely. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> When would you guys get it? When would you get it? There, there's no way in her life, in her entire lifetime, she will be free. The only thing, the only thing that would make her somewhat free ever in her life is if the country completely collapsed. All right. That's the only form of freedom. Like they just have to collapse everything. The debt window is washed away. They just wash all the debt away. Somebody comes in, Russia, China, they just take over. They're like, whatever, we don't care about nothing. You just uh, That'd be the closest to freedom you're ever going to find. She's going to be forever a slave. She ain't never paying that off. And there's never going to get canceled. But this is the mindset that a lot of people hear. And she's a California educator. <laughs> I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. <laughs> this person right here says she's an educator. These are the people educating your children. When I say public school indoctrination camp, I mean it. When I say public school, this, this is the person that presides over your children that's giving you a free education. Somebody says, don't teachers get loan forgiveness? I believe at certain points, if you can work uh, past 10 years, but even there's some fine print, there's some people who worked 10 years and they thought they were going to get loan forgiveness and it didn't come. If you actually had your, depending on what type of loan program you got into, sometimes those loans don't qualify, right? But here she is right here. Um, I'm not going to mention her name because it says right here, she's a principal in South LA. So she also get combat pay. She's probably overpaid because she works in South L.A. Um, she has joined the fight to cancel student loan debt for all. She told insiders that the major part of her fight for relief is to give her children a future without crippling debt. I'm sorry. That's, that's not how it works. Uh, give. When you use words like give and uh, um, entitled and all of this stuff. No, no, no. We need understanding about what you're forcing your kids into. You're probably going to lead them into the same trap as your parents led you into. And this is why we need real education. 
This is why we need real education, because, yes, you guys are thinking you're educated, but you're basically being the highest form of slave that you could possibly find when you got to work. I mean, listen, if you got to work under a 10 year loan cancellation, that would be indentured servitude. Almost by definition, somebody could debate me on that one. That would be an indentured servant, a.k.a. somewhat near a slave. Some particular point, hopefully she's able to get her act together, but I think she's got to break the cycle and teach her kids that that may not be necessarily that may not be necessary. But what she wants is this to just go away. Just make it go away. I don't care. I'm never paying it back. Just make it go away. That's not the way to live life. Unfortunately, a lot of you men that run game and have a mouthpiece or desire to have either one of the two are raised by women like this. And this goes without a doubt. These are some of your mothers. And then you run out here misguided and undecided about how you're going to live life and you fall into the same mousetrap. I did it, but I became self-aware and I dug myself out of that situation. Okay. And this is why I'm here to teach you because the best experience, the best lessons come from experience. Okay. Um, anything else we want to highlight here? Here it is right here. My daughter wants to be an anesthesiologist who do make a lot of money. Anesthesiologists make a lot of money. So she, her daughter wants to be an anesthesiologist. Anesthesiologist. Her son wants to be an, a computer engineer. Congratulations. That's a great, great goal for your children. Those are great things to send your kids to college for. Uh, these two little, two little black kids want this for their future. And she's 35 years old. Hold on for a second. Where is the daddy? Anyone? Every time I hear these stories, I never hear about the daddy. Isn't that curious? The conditioning itself. There's never a father. But they always got kids in debt at the same time like, who raised you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who are you? This is exactly, somebody said BS, no kid wishes to be an anesthesiologist. Joe Solo, that's actually true. <laughs> You're actually right. Nobody even knows what one is until they're like in, in, in on, a, uh, on a table somewhere about to get surgery. So you're actually right. Or at least their wife's about to have a baby. What do you do for a living? Oh, you, you shoot drugs in people. Okay, God. <laughs> Joe Solo, you were wrong for that. Yeah, I get it on that one. He says kids don't even know what that. Okay, all right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So let's go ahead and continue with the article. She's 35, two kids, two black kids, she says, so they're black. Wait a minute, they're black. Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right. And she says, and this country is telling me it's impossible for me to get them there. It's a terrible, hopeless feeling. Well, she blaming somebody else but herself. Single mother. I'm going to make this larger so you can see it. Brooks borrowed $203,000. <laughs> Oh, my God. Collectively to attend undergrad, graduate, and doctoral studies. 
And over the years has accumulated over $30,000 in interest. Yeah, $240,000. I remember, I just did the eulogy of the strong and independent woman. That is actually tomfoolery. To borrow that for what? A degree? Oh, man, that's sad. And she says in 2020, she decided to uh, politicize her inability to pay back her loan. She joined a group of strikers called the Biden Jubilee 100. I'm going to show you uh, a portion of the meeting that, again, I told you this in the evolution. I actually told you that they're going to vote in people strictly because that person can cancel student loan debt. We have live footage from the meeting. Hey, I told you to do Biden. Now we done lost a damn vote. We done lost a vote that's gonna go to Trump. God damn! Ain't nobody worshiping them, but God damn it, Chris, we need somebody in there with motherfucking sense. He vote. He vote independent. tell you man this circus is crazy and she said her group of strikers called the biden jubilee 100 calling on the president to cancel student loan debt within the early days of being in office mm. how did that work boy what did she get you got ukraine that got 100 billion dollars you got a war you got afghanistan you got soldiers left over there you got cold winter you got no water in mississippi i mean you got everything but that before he even said eh We'll handle that student loan debt thing. And that's the only reason you voted them in because you're under the pressure of debt. Like that is literally the only reason she went to do Biden. I mean, I'm sure there's other reasons, but that was her main driving force. Read my book, The Evolution, chapter 12. I told you exact, I wrote that book in 2019. I'm sorry, 2018 into 2019. I told you that, that they're going to do exactly that and they're going to get everything they didn't want from that candidate. Other than the cancellation of debt. I mean, guys, man, this thing is so, man, I, I get tired of you Mickey Mouse people, man. I tell you. Unreal. Let's get to the contributions here, and then we'll get into uh, a couple of funny videos and then the main main event. Shout out to everybody over on Venmo. We got a couple of people that are letting their voice be heard on this topic. My friends overcharge me. Bank of America is setting up the uh setting up once again. He says their program is only for communities with 50% minorities. Minorities aren't willing to gentrify their own communities. I'll never forget what you said. You don't even own the basketball court you hooping on. Yeah, I mean, listen, you can't turn things around when you don't have ownership of land. And, um, you know, when other people can see opportunities and they buy parking lots and they buy bodegas and corner stores and liquor stores and 7-Elevens all up in your hood, right? Gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to turn around. This is an economic thing. Cam 
McDowell, he says, these days, pay-for-play offers a low premium. Wait. In these days, pay-for-play offers a low premium health insurance for its female employees at a low rate, a mouth guard, a helmet, knee pads, and a wire hanger provided by Roe v. Wade. Wow. Boy, you hurt feelings with that one. Wow, you hurt feelings with that one. They're going to be like, these people over here are hardcore, but we have an opinion and we should be able to express it. All right, Albert Ingram, when I was broke, I had a lot of game. And I want you guys to understand that. Most people that have an absence of something must supplement it with something else. And they must overcompensate for their lack of whatever it is, be it looks, be it money, be it, um, be it actual uh, personality. Whatever it is that you're lacking, height, you have to have an over an abundance of these tactics. And don't tell me they're not tactics because they're being sold to you as tactics. Hey, by my program, these are the tactics that we're going to use. We're not going to teach you how to be a natural man. We're not going to teach you how to be masculine. We're going to teach you tactics. Right? Am I right or wrong? Go, go ahead and you, you express it on this one. Shout out to Christopher over on the Cash app. Zen says, look at the lyrics for cool for the summer. All right, boy. Okay, Malik Brand says, all you need is game, Sean. Hashtag game over. Game over. In this, in this world, this is not the predominant thing that you, you need right now. No, not in this economy, no. All right, not at all. I mean, you need understanding of women. That's one thing, yes. But not, game is the worst thing you could go for right now. All right. Chef Martel says, I live in Jackson, and you're right. People pay attention. So my man's in Jackson, Mississippi right now. Jackson, Mississippi has broken down into a third world country right now. And you live in America. Did you ever think you see today? There wasn't even a hurricane, right? It's not like Hurricane Katrina happened. <laughs> All right. They just was like, our water's not here. Our water's not working. Mm. What? <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do Biden? Christopher Zen, Sticks and Stones, Broken Bones, Die Alone. Oh, is that the lyrics from um, Cool for the Summer? Sticks and Stones, Broken Bones, and Dying Alone. Moto Surf. He says, my debts are washed away. I've been redeemed. What would you do? What type of life would you live if they just erased all of your debt? Okay, you have no more debt. What would you do the next day? These people, that woman would be shopping at the Fox Hills Mall. Next day, next freaking day, in her high heels, clicking down the road, clicking down the mall. She'd be in there, and she'd be in debt in no time flat. She'd be in take, she'd be in ten k worth of debt, consumer debt, in about less than twenty five days, less than less than two weeks. She'd be in ten k worth of debt, without a doubt. You know why? Because she doesn't care about debt. She don't care. She like whatever. Somebody will wash it away. And what they wanted to happen was a man to take her hand in marriage and wash the debt away. Well, men ain't falling for that no more. Single mothers can't even bank on that anymore. Men aren't falling for that. So now she's got to hold that debt on her own. And she's like, well, I'll just do Biden and then throw the whole damn country away. But he'll cancel some of my debt. She didn't even mention how much consumer debt she's in. So I can guarantee you she's in $240,000 of student loan debt. Tack on thirty to fifty thousand dollars in consumer debt, and she's also on the the payment plan for the electric utilities. 
and she's probably on child support. I mean, leeches at best. <laughs> leeches at best. Parasites. Now, you're, you're saying, why are you going in hardcore on that woman? What I'm trying to tell you is do not be a parasite like this person. That person's a parasite. By definition, she's a consumer. <laughs> she's a consumer. She's a consumer. All she does is consume. She barely produces anything. And she's 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 got her back to the wall of $300,000 in debt. Like, do not do this, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you might say buy a home. That's the only reason that I would say to go into some sort of debt like that. All right, that would make sense. All right, that would make sense. But consumers equals cattle. It does. People don't get it. Well, what do the consumers think? I mean, what do the parasites think? That's basically what they say. What does the parasites and the leeches and the legions, <laughs> legions, what are the, um, I always forget the word. How, what are the parasites like? <laughs> That's what they're like. What do the parasites think about it? Listen, we are all here. This is what it is. Shout out to Sheldon at, uh, Abrams. He says, oh, sorry, sorry. We won't mention who your thing is over there. But he says, shout out to the coach gang and the coach. I wasn't supposed to say all of that. We'll do two more. Uh, we'll do two more. Did I get Dijon? He says, Coach, I need a, a coaching call. I'm being alienated from my eight-month-old daughter. Holy moly. And I'm not sure whether to take it to court or wash my hands. The daughter's too young to wash hands. He says, we are both civil engineers and make the same annually, so I'm not afraid of child support. We also always have been screw buddies, as we call them over here. Now she praying mantis my ass. This is my first and only child. Again, all men pay. So you guys had a situation where you both were um, in a long-term uh, free sex agreement, uh, which is always going to lean in the in the uh, favor of women past the six-week mark. Okay, so you're thinking, hey, I got this woman lined up. I don't have to do much. I just show up and I bone her. Um, after the six-week mark, she's going to get emotions or she's going to figure it out or she's going to see she's running out of time. If she's somewhere near 29 to 38 and you're doing this this is dangerous she's highly fertile she's going to get baby rabies she's going to get attached especially if you're putting your back and your knee into it you're not going to be wearing condoms with this person okay i don't want to hear i'll wrap it up every time now you're going to go broski on this one you're going to be touching the back of her damn spinal her 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 coxil you're going to be you're going to be touching the back you're going to be getting emotional she's going to be getting emotional and she but at some particular point will let one slip past the goal now, when she gets knocked, you're in trouble. You're going to pay. Okay, It's a dangerous game that we play with free sex. It's a dangerous game. I Listen, some people are going to get away with it. Some people are not. At some particular point, once it happens, my point is this. Coxic. <laughs> you're coxic. Um, at some particular point, this is, my, this is my defining thing on this one. Some people will say, well, I got away with it, so it doesn't matter. Okay. The man that doesn't get away with it, which are a high percentage of men, higher than you know. The men that don't get away with it, you will never be able to stop the bullshit that she's going to put you through for the rest of your life. That's the high penalty you pay for playing this game. Guys, I played the game and I came out. 
I came out scot-free of that, like friends with benefit sex. I, I didn't get penalized. But when you do get penalized, there's no recourse to stop the bullshit because she doesn't have to be loyal. She can take the baby and run. She can move to another county, another state, another region, and then make you make you for the next 18 years play this game of keep away. You the monkey in the middle. And then what I'm telling men is you can't stop the bullshit from there. There's no stopping the bullshit, right? There's some game artist that's going to tell you, well, I could teach you how to run game on a woman. Dude, she has so big of an advantage. There's no stopping the bullshit. This is what I'm talking about. She doesn't have to, because you committed to her. Wait, wait, you were sexual with her with no commitment. So this is what you get for not committing. She's like, oh, okay, see, you got all that free sex. This is how you're going to pay. And she's going to make your ass pay, bro. Now, what I would tell you is the baby's so young that I would fight. If they're teenagers, I would not fight. But when the baby's young, and if you do want to have a relationship with this baby, I would fight. But she has a significant advantage. Matter of fact, in the eyes of many courts, if you live in the South, in the Midwest, you're the, you're the asshole in the situation. Meaning the, the judge is going to see you and she's going to spell it out. Well, we weren't married. We weren't cohabitating. I was giving him free access to my body. He was not committing. He was not making me an honorable woman. This is how old school judges think about this. He didn't make me an honorable woman. He was just using me for my body. And I got pregnant. And he was irresponsible. He didn't strap it up. He didn't keep it in his pants. He never dated me. He never courted me. He never introduced. He kept me as a secret lover for two years. Oh, you in a major disadvantage. He's going to be like, oh, really? All right, here we go right here. $1,500 a month, never no access, supervised visitations. Have a good day. <laughs> That's how the judges are going to see you because you didn't do the honorable thing by her. Okay, so it's all good. Listen, I know you might disagree. I know you might find the one person that didn't get penalized this, but this is overwhelmingly how the court of public opinion is going to view you and this is the game you play. This is why we teach men this bullshit. At some particular point, when you get caught up, do not come calling me saying, what do I do now? What, I do, what I'm going to tell you is, game over. How much money you want to waste? Like, how much money you want to waste for 15% for, uh, custody? <laughs> How much you want to waste for supervised visitations and child support? Well, you're not getting child support, but you're gonna play you're gonna play a game of monkey in the middle between the government and her, and you're gonna be trying to get your child. How much you want to pay to play monkey in the middle? All right, <laughs> that's the coaching call right there. All right, and you donated, you send me a super chat, so there it is right there. You got a cheap one. On the coach. How much did you pay for that one? All right, you owe me another. But he's been a contributor for a long time. All right, I got to get back to the. I'll, I'll get Sizzo and get back to the show. Sizzo says, oh, I got you already. All right, shout out to you. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's get back to this one. Let's get let's get to this video right now. Um, If you have daughters, close your eyes. If you have daughters, close your eyes. I don't want to really ruin you. If you have nieces, close your eyes. I've seen and been with girls like this in high school. Okay. 
always tell you about the, my friend Sarah, who Sarah, because I was lived in the San Fernando Valley all through my late high school days. I had passed that Thousand Oaks, Oak Park, Agora, Westlake area. Shout out to all my. Shout out to all Shalom to all of my people in that area, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, I had a young girl named there was a girl named Sarah. She used to young white girl, little flatback girl. She used to she used to take every brother that lived in that area, and every brother had Sarah. Everybody, every brother had Sarah. So, um, uh, everybody, every black dude, almost every black dude had a crack at Sarah. So anyway, one day there's three of us over there, and she was like, "I'll take all of you right there." Now two of us are already had her. The one dude that didn't have her, so it was like, she was like, I'll take the truck. Dude, this girl was not even, a, she was barely a junior in high school. It was like the summer of junior year. That's how wild she was in high school. She was wild like this. And so if you have daughters, you don't want her to be Sarah, bro. Um, let me see here. Let's go ahead and play this video. Here's a video of a girl uh, kind of talking about this. She looks like a Sarah to me. Let me see here. I have and to just whoa, 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 whoa. I have to turn down the music. And some of you guys don't believe this is the whole idea of the Chad and Tyrone. This is the whole thing about game, right? That we're gonna dispel the myth. Yeah, she looks like Sarah. She definitely looks like Sarah. Sarah would do this with her mother upstairs in the bedroom. I mean, this is Sarah was wild. All right. I was like, hey, you by here by yourself? She was like, No, my mom's upstairs. Mom never came downstairs. She, I know mom heard us. Right there on the couch. Uh, here it is right here. Actually, I'm going to make this a little bit larger. That's what she said. And there was no game needed for Sarah. The only game Sarah was actually fascinated by was black man. Mm. <laughs> that was the only game that Sarah needed. So here it is right here. I think I saw Sarah moms one time. All right, so here it is right here. The time when I thought my security cameras weren't recording so I decided to sneak in seven guys. Seven. Well. Seven guys. Now she's going to show who knows if this is true or not. Here it is right here. She has every indication of being for these streets, right? She got she got every indication of being in these streets. In these streets. Let's go ahead and see her footage here. All right. The time I, here it is right here. So you're going to see. Here's the security footage, and they all got hoodies all up in Agora Hills. One, two, three, four, five, six. One of these looks like a girl. That might be her pog ass right there. She's sneaking dudes in up the stairs. Yep, that's her down there. Hold up for a second. That's her right here. One, two, bruh, bruh, bruh. Wow. Uh, love social media today. These women are telling on themselves. They're telling on themselves. And of course, when you have a little bit of a pog, you got to do stuff like sneak, sneak seven guys in, right? One, two, they going up the stairs ready. They are like, wow. And so, yep, that's somebody's future wife right there, right there. Now I'm going to give you some sobering facts. These are going to be some sober, sobering facts. And this is going to lead in the conversation of the degeneracy, the general lifestyle that we live in, right? We don't, we no longer play the game of, well, not all women, and there's some good ones out here, and not all guys. And 
I'm going to give you some sobering facts. You guys ready for this? Hey, where is it? Hold on for a second. It's on another tab. Give me one second. I got to slide this over on another tab. Okay. Sobering facts about young men and women and their activity. It's going to lead into this game argument and why men are debilitating themselves with this. Now, I took this thing right here. It's a report on, it's one report. So I'll be fair. It is only one report. And um, let me see right here. This is a fact sheet. I did my research. Okay, this is a fact sheet. Let me see if I can make this a little larger. And they put under surveillance, so they surveilled the activity of young people and many of these people who had visited visited STD clinics. Okay, unfortunately, this is what we're going to use. And they talked about the start of their sexual activity. Boy, it's, this, this county is Virginia. So I took a county that's somewhat going to be, this is a reflection of the normal society, right? And it probably would get worse if the city is bigger, right? If the city is bigger, like if it's, we're talking about Bronx, New York, you could probably make these stats and percentages higher. We're talking about Atlanta, higher. We could talk about Los Angeles and Miami, higher. If we're talking about a small population, could be slightly lower. Okay, so I took middle of America. Here it is right here. Here it is right here, the data. The, the, it says right here, the interview data indicates that most STD client patients, 61% reported having their first interaction between the ages of 14 and 17. All right. The average age of introduction or debut touching each other was 15.6. The average age was 15.6. Now, if you take the video that we just showed you of young Sarah. This would be certainly true. And a lot of people who are Christian, a lot of the uh, a, a lot of the Puritan lifestyle people want to believe la 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 that teenagers aren't touching each other. That teenagers are too young to touch each other. But what I'm telling you is because we tell the truth, you probably want to watch out for this group because this group is doing things that are going to affect themselves into adult. It's going to affect their pregnancy rate, their STI rate. It's going to affect their dating prospects into the future. It's going to affect or stunt their growth is going to arrest their development. And then these fools will be out here trying to say running game and doing what? Having a mouthpiece is what made me successful with these women. Mm. Now, there's going to be a group of people who aren't getting any action. And then these groups of men are going to say, well, these men were successful in their teenage years. Hence, they know what it means to be a man. They know what it means to run game and actually be successful with women. Th this is what we're doing. And I'm going to show you that there's significant risk to this type of behavior. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just saying we should be aware of it. Because, again, a lot of people want to say, la, 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 not my kid. Yes, your kid. Mm. Males reported earlier, earlier ages. Male reported earlier ages of initiations, uh, touching-wise. I'm going to have to say touching. Then did females, 22% of males reported sexual initiation between the ages of 10 and 13. Mm. 10 and 22%, not 22% of all males, just the ones that ended up in the STI clinic. Remember, I tell you, the higher your body count, the higher the likelihood you're going to deal with the STI. We need to be honest about these things. While 16% of females reported the same, age 10 to 13. Remember, I've been telling you, people that grow up in the South, 
especially if they grow up in the inner cities of the South. They initiate way early than you want to even imagine. They debut sexually way early. We're talking about between that age group. It says right here, approximately one-fifth. That would be another 16, 15% of both males and females reported first interaction at 18 years or older. 20, 20% of non-Hispanic black patients, I believe this is male and female, reported 20% of non-Hispanic black. So they're talking about African-American, right? Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? Um, somebody says, why is that? Why is that? Because there's more times the parentals are not supervising. More times the parentals are single parents. I mean, just do the, there's correlation. I'm sure there's correlation that doesn't exactly correlate. And you could be like, well, not necessarily. Okay. But mostly, mostly single parents, mostly unsupervised kids, mostly raised in a culture of degradation and um, degeneracy, mostly raised in an environment where it's hypersexual, twerking, music, sexualizing of children, right? This is mostly what's happening in many of these areas. So then these people are going to get started first. Here he goes. So he says, why we can't see? Well, I'm just scrolling. You want to see? <laughs> All right, there you go. Let's see here. It says 20% of black patients reported first SEX between 10 and 13 compared to approximately 12% of Hispanic and non-Hispanic white patients. I hate when they do that, non-Hispanic white. All right, yes, we ain't talking about Miami now. Okay, look, so Hispanic and white have a way lower or somewhat lower percentage of interaction between 10 and 13, but the blacks, 20% higher. And so, so now when you see women that grow up 20s, 30s, 40s, and you see how they are acting and they're saying, well, what's wrong with me? I'm in my 40s. I'm a good woman. Well, you probably could trace back, especially if they're in the, 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 the Midwest or the American South, that they started with older men or older boys at a very young age. Mm. He said the Hispanics be lying. They always lying on the data. Yeah, they be lying on the data. The average age of first interaction initiation of black patients, 15. The average age is 15 compared to 16 of white patients. People might say that's not much of a difference, but if you have teenagers, that's much of a difference. They talked about sexual orientation there, but if you look at the chart, you look at the chart, here's the charts. And I'll just include this part right here. Um, male between 10 and 13, 20%. Between 14 and 15, 27%, 16 and 17, almost 30%. 18 plus was the lowest. It's the lowest initiation age for interaction, especially when you're dealing with STI pay, clinic patients, 20%. So not a lot of people are just getting their rocks off at, at, at 18 and above. They're starting young. All right. I want people to be aware of this. What about for females? 15% between 10 and 13, 31%. It's much higher between 14 and 15. Women had a higher rate between 14 and 15 and 16 and 17, higher than the boys. And then lower by the time you got to college age. So between 14 and 17, the young girls had a higher rate than the boys. 
one of the things that we talk about in our country is we talked about the, the, the boys are out here being sexually aggressive, but it seems like it's the girls. Seems like the girls are the ones getting it on. What, what happens when you're breaking it down by race? Who has the most? Between the ages of 10 and 13, blacks have the most with the Latinos lying on the chart. They'd be like, Mr. George, me no understand it. What, what is the question here? Me no understand. No component though. All right, but uh, the blacks have it highest. The whites have it lower and then others, who I don't know who others are. When you get to 14 to 15, everybody's getting it on. All right, black's still in the lead though. Now the whites and the Hispanics have caught up. They're catching up. Hispanics are now catching up. 27% and then the others are doing it as well. They're catching up. Black still in the lead. When you get to 16 to 17, blacks in the lead. Slightly. No, no, I'm sorry. Whites are in the lead. The white girls are getting active. Now the white girls are getting active and this is somewhat true. But that's at the age where they start to rebel against their parents. That's the Sarah video that I showed you. All right, they start turning into Sarahs. So the white women, I'm sorry, sorry, the whites in general start getting active right about there. All right, that's when the white boys get their first car for their birthday and the white girl gets their first car and they meet at Lover's Leap. But everyone's somewhat close. Now, when you get to 18 plus, black women or black, black, blacks tend to slow down. I don't, I'm not sure why. Y'all slowing down and everybody else getting their zoom, zoom on. All right. <laughs> Uh, the, the I guess the blacks are trying to repackage themselves. They found the Lord. Their sins have been washed away and been redeemed. All right, but uh, now everybody else is zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. All right, so interesting context. Inter interesting conversation, right? Interesting conversation. But you're looking at this, you know, you could take these numbers. You could say, well, this doesn't represent that. Look, this, this is just a sample of what we're talking about. So when you go back to the video, you start to understand people are – you know, you you can close your eyes. You can be one of these Christians that are like, well, this is, I don't want my teenager and we're going to hide them and we're going to tell them to be what? Cel celibate and yeah. I think that that's a game that you start needing to tell your kids the responsibility of what they're participating in or else they're going to turn into Sarah. They're going to turn into Sarah right here. Sarah going, I'm going to brag the TikTok about sneaking the whole damn baseball team upstairs while my daddy's not there or while my daddy has been removed from the house while my mama my single mother's at work or my single mother's too sleep too busy being sleep recovering from work and being in debt and crying herself to sleep because nobody will marry her because she has a teenage daughter which is a big big no-no i would never marry a woman or marry a single mother with a teenage daughter you're asking for trouble there's actually a story of a guy no, I think he was the biological father. And his 14-year-old daughter uh, had a boyfriend climb up the ladder. He snuck in the house and killed the father to try to get at his daughter. And the daughter was letting the boy get access to the, to Boy, y'all better be ready. Remember that trouble? He says, Coach Gay, he says, Coach, you're going absolutely jugular out here. Yep, I'm going... I'm trying to tell you about society, and this is why when people become 25, 26, 27, they run around here acting like they're perfect. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. No, no. I know the debauchery is going out here. Remember that story? It was, a black, it was a black daddy. He actually moved away from this boy. They moved away. He moved away to protect her daughter. 
the boy found the girl, climbed up the ladder into the girl's room, got into an altercation with the father and the father lost his life. So then these people run around here. I'm 28, 28 is not old. Look at this graph. 28, you've been all, already ran through more times than the Holland Tunnel. You can't sell yourself at high prices anymore. But this is the degeneracy of our, uh, of our world. And then let's get into the topic here, the main event. This is why you guys are being held back, trying to constantly fixate yourself on this achievement. These achievements that you're trying to fixate yourself on, I'm going to run game. Well, why are you running game? Let's go ahead and give you the history. Where does this come from? Let's pop up this chart right here. Let me give you a history. Only I can do this over here. All right, when you come to CGA's platform, you ain't going to hear no just no talking. We're going to give you the whole damn rundown right here. Culturally, many of the people who lean on game and mouthpiece come from this culture of constantly being reinforced that having a game and a mouthpiece is some sort of achievement. Okay. And this comes from the pimp Mac culture. This started in the late 70s going into, sorry, the late 60s going into the early 70s. Prior to that, you didn't have this idea that this person's going to be elevated to a high status in your society. This person was a low life at best. Although he was essential, he was a low life at best until Hollywood started featuring these people as significant players in the game. So this is the movie. This is Goldie from the movie The Mac. You also have representations of Willie Dynamite in the black uh, black exploitation films. Willie Dynamite, where every man that grew up wanted to achieve this status, believing that this was the highest level of status in the community. You also had Dolomite, another archetype of this successful man who's able to manipulate low quality scabby scabby pick scab picking women at best you asked i had the movie this movie hustle and flow that featured this going into the 90s or uh, the 2000s and so forth and so on he had a scab peeling skeezer and he was a somewhat considered a sympathetic simp in the in the movie then that movie actually got into the movie, which would be called, uh, the TV show called Empire. You also had Snoop Dogg participate in this culture. So you grew up in a culture that elevated this person. And this person had information on how to, quote unquote, manipulate women. And we elevated the idea of that of this person. This person was the top dog. He had iced tea. Actually, Represent this. You had the Godfather in the World Wrestling Federation. The whole train. We wonder why we oftentimes see this as an achievement because we've been having this reinforced constantly. Too short. Shorty the pimp. 50 cent PIMP. Then the white boy started getting in it. The white boy stole this, uh, this archetype. The pickup artists, all they did was take 20, 30 years of this being reinforced and they just basically hijacked it and sold it. That's all that happened. 
All right. They didn't come up with it. Nothing. All right. They just take they just took what they learned from books and movies. And some of these nerds went out here to try to emulate it and they sold it to you. Clearly nerds, clearly nerds. It ain't even close the amount of nerdism that these guys were. They were not successful chads. All right. Um, you also had this one here. How to be a player. Constantly being reinforced. So in this situation, they made an entire movie. Again, this goes to the decay, the degeneracy of society. They never told you how it turned out. Many times they told you how it turned out. And it was never really good other than the fact that he was laying in between these women. Some of them were successful. Some of them were scabs. You also had this one, Boomerang. His highest achievement was not that he was an executive at a company, a well-successful executive. His highest achievement was his ability to get women. And of course, pretty feet women. That was his highest achievement. And not only that, it actually was his downfall. If you actually pay attention to the movie, it actually had actually uh, it actually was his downfall. It was Casanova's fall. They had the movie hitched hitch with Will Smith. See this archetype that we constantly put in front of ourselves as the highest level of achievement has been put in front of you from the 70s into the 80s, the 90s and so forth and so on. So when you wonder why I call you a stunning growth uh, individual, a delayed growth individual, when I call you a low-hanging fruit person, when I call you all of these names, arrested development, this is what's happening to you. You're constantly being reinforced. These images of success, the ladies' man. Okay, the ladies' man. Here it is right here. The ladies' man. You're going to get all these old white women, right? You also have Hugh Hefner. Okay, Hugh Hefner was one of the most successful pimps, and he started this idea. I'm going to run a magazine. Now, we know he didn't make most of his money off the magazine. How did he make his money? Well, I'll let you draw the uh, conclusion here. He might have been one of the most successful legal pimps there were. Okay, And so the white boy said, I want to be the Hugh Hefner. I want to be Larry Flint. Most of your achievements were going to be how you access what you believe is high-quality women, but most of these women are scabs. If we want to be honest with ourselves, most of these women are scabs, absolute scabs. Then you have the guy here at the Playboy Bunny Ranch who literally said he is the biggest pimp in the game. Now, if you've ever been to the Playboy Bunny Ranch and had fun with any of these women, these are scabs at best. Scabs at best. But for his mind and men that want to be like him, they believe that these low-quality scabs are going to define them as successful, okay? Leading into the pickup artistry where nerds then figured out how to sell to other nerds, okay? And so then these people started saying, we're successful, all right? Clearly, nerds at best. Now, you have Dan Bilzerian that's kind of carried this torch on, and even he himself understand that this is a play for pay-for-play game that the only reason why these women are around is because he pays them. He's not using game. He does. He even knows that these women don't even like him as a person. He doesn't even like these women as a person. <laughs> he can barely function sexually with these women, he even admits. But yet, the imagery is still there. So a lot of times, you're a young guy. 
you don't have direction. You're misguided and undecided. You're a failure to launch. You're, you're, you're thinking that's your only way to be successful because you lack looks, quality. You lack charisma, charm. You lack money. You lack a place to live. It's to run game, manipulate, and have a mouthpiece. That's the only reason you do this is because you think this is a shortcut to success. You believe Dan Bilzerian is happy. He's actually probably disgusted at the life that he lives. Although we all want to do this for about a week or two. I would do it for a week or two. I would pay my I would pay my price and skedaddle. All right. But many of you guys at best come from fatherless homes. We're going to get really down into it. Oh, we're going to get down into it. Many of the people who talk about game and mouthpiece come from fatherless homes. This is without a doubt, 100% truth. Many of you guys haven't had fathers. If you did have a father, I guarantee you, you probably didn't sit around talking about father. How can I have the most success with women and be the big, biggest pimp out here in the player and the Mac? And he sat down and told you everything about it. Now, you probably had a father who probably was limp-wristed, weak, spineless at best in his marriage, or you had a father that was instructing you not to be a wimp out here. Take care of your responsibilities and be a man. But men without fathers, misguided and undecided about life, had nothing to lean on, probably said, well, the best thing I can lean on is game and mouthpiece. Let's play a clip by Kevin Samuels. Okay, shout out to the great Kevin Samuels, RIP. That is going to drive this point home. And I'm going to give you all some more of this damn ass whooping today. Okay. <laughs> Where's my clip? Where's my Kevin Samuels clip? Hold on for a second. I got to find the clip. This is terrible. This is outrageous. Um. Oh, here it is right here. Thanks to KT the King who posted this on my locals. Stay a clip. Here it is right there. There he is right here. He's going to say, how do I? And I listen to some of your shows, some of these shows where I hear the men calling in, and I'm like, these men are lost. Continuing. How do I vet her more to maybe figure out if she can be that lioness? Or how do I you? Twenty-six, turn twenty-seven. To maybe, how do I vet her more to maybe figure out if she can be that lioness? Or how do I you? Twenty-six, turn twenty-seven. What do you think I'm going to say? The problem is with your question. I am young and yeah, I, exactly, and exactly. Uh-uh. I'm gonna say this to black men. Black men, young men, I need you to I need you to pay attention to. Stop trying to find your manhood through your dick. Okay. Fair use. Fair use. This is what a father probably would tell his father. I mean, fa father would tell his son. Remember, think of what. Think about the guy from Boys in the Hood that was played by Lawrence Fisburne would tell his son. Think about this. What's the guy in Lawrence Fisburne's Boys in the Hood? What was his name? I think it was, I can't remember his name. And he was telling his son this. Remember his son was talking about he was getting some peace leave and then he said, what did you do? Furious Styles. Go back to that clip. Somebody clip that one. Go back, gentlemen, men, you fatherless men that are misguided and undecided. When Furious Styles, his son was talking about he went out to the Crenshaw. He got this girl and he ran into her house. He ran up in her guts. The mother came back. He jumped out the window. Furious Style was not impressed. He had those little massage balls, paws right there in his hands. 
and he wasn't impressed. See, getting a woman to lay down with you, a scabby woman at best, quickly is not impressive, especially to a man. Furious Style said, and what did you do? He wasn't impressed. Good, good, son. Run through these skeezers. He didn't say that. He says, what did you do? And his son said, uh, I banged her out, whatever he said. And he said, no. What did I tell you to do? He said, did you wear a condom? Oh, no, man. And he went off on him. What did I tell you? And he went off on him like a father should. See, some of you guys don't have no fathers, and y'all running around here thinking with your Johnson. And I'm just telling you, it's not a life. For your style went at Trey as a young teenage boy. He did not reward him for getting scabs and skeezers. He, reward, he, he was trying to tell him, if you're going to do it, strap it up so you don't ruin your future. That's what a father says, okay? Wrap it up. If you're going to do that, fine. Don't think you're the man. You're about to ruin your life through your Johnson. Let's continue with the Kevin Samuels clip because we need this. We need this information. I'm tired of you people out here thinking you're going to reward yourself with women. It's not a reward. They're dangerous. I want you black men to imagine a world where I did this. Snap my fingers, Thanos, reality stone, and away goes your penis and your balls. Pause. I had to pause on that one. Every last one of your black dicks goes away. Then what are you? Where are you? What kind of man are you? Far too many of us black men try to make our masculinity and manhood through our dicks. Pause. So another thing about that that you guys are remembering is that when Trey was saying that to his father, Furious, Trey was actually lying about the sexual conquest. It, did, it didn't even matter. Trey was actually lying to his father. Trey thought he was going to impress his father by saying he got some woman to lay down for him. Trey was actually lying about the situation. And that's how sad it is from these content creators who are thinking with their salami, they're lying to you many, many times to impress you they're lying about the conquest they're lying about how good they're in them bed they're lying about they didn't pay for it they're also lying about the quality of women they're lying with they're also lying about their performance and i hate to do this but it's just the reality of the situation they're lying about everything sure they got them but they weren't even happy when they got them you see what i'm talking about and it's okay that they lie. You ain't got to lie to kick it. But they're lying. Clearly lying. They're lying about how happy they are as a man. They're lying about how masculine they are as a man. They believe that they're masculine because they're lying down with women. And they're trying to convince you that that's going to be your success. Guys, when you do this, you're going to bust so many nuts. And you're going to still feel not successful. You're going to be successful for a minute. But there's not that many quality women to go around to make you believe that you're successful at it. Even the good-looking women can be low-quality women. You'll find that out when they put a price on it, and the price is so damn low, you'll be like, I can't believe you're this cheap of a human being. And you'll go, wow, you look good, but damn, you're going to give it up for this price? This is unreal, and it will give you a reality check. Okay, continuing. 
We spend an inordinate amount of time in our youth trying to fuck our way into manhood. That's why you got so many young guys who aren't even where they should be thinking, I can fuck my way in, I can make her this. You and you and where do you rank amongst other men? Where do you rank amongst other men? When it's time to be masculine, when it's time to build something, when it's time to put something together. See, the women you're sleeping with don't even respect you if you really want to know. See, the women that got you to lay down with them by running game and having a mouthpiece, they don't even respect you, and it shows, especially when we talk about black men and black women dynamics. Black women overwhelmingly don't respect you, even though they gave themselves to you, but it don't matter. They gave themselves to many, many men, but they don't respect you, and it shows. They overwhelmingly disrespect you, even when you lie down with them, even when you run game. We're the only group of men who walk around with our dick thinking that makes us a man. Go around other groups of men. They don't have to walk around and hire him the CEO. Hello, or whatever the accent you want to put in. They are not judged by their penis. This is hard for people to understand. It's harder for people to hear. Again, people try to come over here and impress me, or they try to say, well, you don't have game. You don't understand. Now you're out of your mind. All right, but, but. This is what happens when you try to come over and impress me. I know you're dealing with scabs. Don't lie to me. You don't got to lie to kick it. You're not dealing with all attractive women. No man is. No man is unless you're Dan Bilzerian, unless you have that, that unless you're Hugh Hefner. And again, looks don't make the woman quality. But when we're talking about conquest sexually, if that's what we're only judging on, she better be good looking before you come over here and pat yourself on the back and come over here and describe something for me. I'm coming in the right of the, the, the spirit of furious style. I'm not impressed. It, it doesn't impress me. Now, people are saying young men have a lot of testosterone. What do we do in that situation? We're going to give you that solution. Because testosterone is not only just released sexually. You can use testosterone and release it in other things other than sex. Although that's what you want to do. You'll drill a wall in the hole if you wanted to. But that's where you're going to lose if that's the only thing you use testosterone for. You get it? That's the only thing that you're going to lose in life if the only thing you do is say, I'm fuel, fueled with testosterone. I got to release it and get that venom out. You're going to lose. You got to use that. You can't use testosterone every time as a release or an excuse to bone low quality women. Can't do it. There's a whole bunch of other things that you can advantage yourself with, with testosterone. Okay, try Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Try working. Try using that as a drive to reward yourself later on for completing a task, rewarding yourself sexually. You completed a great task. Some people win Super Bowls. Some people win World Cups with the testosterone. Some people become great physically. You see what I'm talking about? And then the reward of that, as I always say, the byproduct of that is sex. Sex is not the goal. When you run game and you have a mouthpiece and that's what you desire to be, your goal is sex. And you got your priorities all out of whack. Sex is a byproduct, just like pooping. <laughs> sex is never the goal. Sex is the result of completing a task. You will get easier 
when you start using things in the right way and prioritizing your life right way, as opposed to using sex to as a way to uplift yourself and say you're you've achieved something as a man, you've achieved absolutely nothing. If that was your goal. Their ability to fuck and we have bought into this shit. Stop it. Stop leading with your dick. Stop leading with your game. Stop leading with your mouthpiece. I don't hear as many young Asian men, Middle Eastern men trying to control, get women on the right page. I mean, I'm in law school. I'm in grad school. I'm in this. I'm in that. I'm trying to buy this business. I'm investing in it. And we're trying to fuck our way through. And I did it too. I did it too. I'm not going to lie. I so Kevin Samuels is going to admit we all fell for this. Again, we fell for it. And then we saw we were proud of our achievement. I'm going to admit, we thought we were doing something until we looked at our bank account. And then we looked at the other culture of men's bank account and we said, damn, how come this man's ahead? Oh, obviously I'm oppressed. Obviously they have the world is against the black man. Yeah, I fell for that too. Until I realized that I was too busy patting myself over fornication, patting my back over fornication, and I was missing out on real life while other men were actually buying a bit and they weren't prioritizing sex. They were using sex as a byproduct and they were winning in life. Not always, but mostly. I saw them with big houses and big cars, some with wives, some with children, and they were buying girls on the side and they were overwhelmingly winning. They were living in communities. With everything that I wanted and desired, but I was trying to outperform them in the bedroom. I had my priorities out of whack. I did it too when I was young. And there's a point in time when you're like, this is stupid. You risk either getting a sexually transmitted disease or creating a life. It's reckless. It's meaningless. There are numbers you get to where you can be ashamed of like, God, I've had all this sex for what? Not only that, Kevin. You've had all that sex, and the women you've had sex with, 60% of them are garbage. They're garbage, either as a human being or quality or looks. 60% or more were garbage. Hmm? Who's willing to admit that? I'm willing to admit it. And I know every man should admit it. Do not act stupid over here. We don't listen to liars. Because there's not that many good-looking women to begin with. And don't tell me you were getting them all for free unless they were 15, 16, 17, and you had them then. But no, nah, now that they were 22, 23, 24, and you were the same age, no. You weren't getting all good-looking women. You're not. So let's stop the bullshit. 60 to 70% of them were complete garbage. Meaning you shouldn't be, not as a person, they were garbage in terms of you shouldn't be getting a reward for this. I'm not going to pat you on the back, but many of these guys will sleep with that garbage and then come out here and say they got game. And they'll say they got it for free. Fucking doesn't make you a man. <laughs> um, somebody says, let's be a uh, plot twist. Those successful men have wives that cheat on them with the guys that have game. Let's not skip. That fact. Well, what I want to tell you is, again, we give you the statistics of cheating wives. They cheat just as much, if not more. You're never going to change that. 
Most of them are cheating, not with dudes that have game. They're cheating with somebody that is proximity. The guy didn't have no game. I, I've been around the gym and been and seen wives that just made themselves available to the best looking guy that was around. The guy had said very little. It takes very little for a guy to get with a wife. The wife decides. The wife chooses. The wife goes out and says, you fit the bill and take you back into the bathroom and suck you off. You didn't have to say nothing. You didn't have to do nothing but barely buy a drink. Anybody been with somebody else's wife? How much game you ran on her? Nothing. She was just like this. I'm here. It's you today. <laughs> She's like this. And that's you. You didn't have to say nothing to that woman. You might have had to introduce yourself at best. <laughs> when they come to Vegas, they're not waiting for somebody to say something nice. They're like, they got pent up energy that they got to get out. Nobody said nothing to them. She's like, my suite is upstairs. All the girls are down here. Let's go up real quick. You clap the cheek. She came back down. She put her bathing suit back on and she jumped in the, the herpes infested swimming pool. All right. That's what she did. <laughs> Guys, I know, man, please stop it. You were, you were in proximity to that person. That's all it was. And wives are going to cheat. <laughs> and so are you, pat listen, are you patting yourself on the back as a game artist for sleeping with another man's wife? Let's think about that. Because we put it in a situation where the husband was disadvantaged. But as a man, let's think about this. I've actually scolded man on this one. As a man, are you patting yourself on the back for sleeping with another man's wife? That's high quality. We're calling that high quality. Or is that a scab, skeezer? What, what is that wife? Is she a good human being or a bad human being? Is she good quality or bad quality? Now, you think because you didn't nutted in some, another man's wife, you won life. I say she's a low-quality human being. I put her in the low-quality human being category. Again, that you did not win. You're going to pat yourself on the back and brag to me, and I'm going to say, <laughs> that sounds dumb, but you got to do what you got to do. We've all been there. I'm not rewarding you for it. You got to do what you got to do, but that's not a reward. Nice. Nice of you. How nice of you, sir. Hold on for a second. Anyway. <laughs> One more thing, and I'm going to put this up here. Okay. Says right here in the in the culture, because we went over the culture, and I'll go over it again just in case you're just joining me. And shout out to Kevin for allowing me to use that clip. Thanks for checking in. Let's go over the culture again. Let's flash this up here. Oh, I got the wrong screen share. Then we'll get to the contributions, the rest of the show. Here's the culture you've been ingrained by, you're raised by. Uh, I read this book, I saw this movie. And this is how I'm going to get ahead in life. Okay, this is how I'm going to do it. Uh, most of these people then, you know, people dress up like them in, in Halloween costumes. Laughing, you're a character. Okay. Same as the WWE. You're, you're a character. You're not considered high class. You consider someone successful. Somewhat knowledgeable, but not really 100% successful. Most of it is short-term, but you become a part of the culture. 
you know, you become some sort of thing that a young man would ch- look to achieve. I get it. It's all here. You become, oh, I'm the all-knowing. I got all the information that you don't. And there are some men that will look up to you. Absolutely. But just understand you've been conditioned to participate in this somewhat deviant lifestyle in which many of these people have not gotten great rewards out of other than a little bit of pleasure temporarily. Right? So with that being said, I hear a lot about this many times. If you look at the culture that is pushing this forward the most and many of the content creators that come out and push this culture the most, this culture also, This culture also has the lowest economic representation in this country. This culture also has the lowest literacy rate. They have the highest teenage pregnancy rate. They have the lowest, they have the lowest life expectancy. They have the lowest hope for potential future. They have the highest death rate for young black men. They have the highest single rate, mother rate overall. They have the highest divorce rate, most likely to divorce, especially in an older age. They have the highest abortion rate. They have the highest male incarceration rate. They have the lowest investment rate, lowest bank account rate, so forth, so forth, and so on. And I find it odd that we keep pushing that image forward. That these men also, they're also rands in life. You can hate me if you want. Some of these men become successful, but most do not. And I'll leave you with this point. I once went to a bar mitzvah. I went to a bar mitzvah. I would never let you, I will never let anyone forget this. I went to a bar mitzvah. Hold on for something. Somebody just texted me something here (laughs) that I want to get a sneak peek of. Who is this? Oh, I see. Okay, I went to a bar mitzvah. Shout out to all the bar mitzvah. I went to a bar mitzvah, okay. Anybody ever been to a bar mitzvah? It's a celebration of a young, young American Jewish man into his adulthood. Adulthood in their eyes is 13, as I've been trying to tell you. And they start educating him in savings, culture, and so forth and so on. And this is what's lacking from many other cultures in America, not just blacks, but many other cultures in general. We in a homogenized culture and we chase nothing, right? We don't have any leadership or tradition to lean on. And so we are preparing our young kids for nothing. We actually pass on nothing. At this bar mitzvah, this young boy got up there and he spoke in Hebrew that he took time to learn. He probably hated every moment of it, but he delivered his portion of the event in, in, in Hebrew. Then he went on to proceeded to get cash gifts in the probably excess amount of $70,000 or better. This young boy has started a business. He actually is a successful young person doing a certain business. I'm not trying to give out all the details, but he does a certain business in which he makes a lot of money as a teenager. One of the people got up at this bar mitzvah and he said this, and I want you to remember this for your entire life. He says, and I quote, 13 
is a young Jewish boy's realization that he will never play in the NBA, but he will own the team. He's more likely to own the team than play in the NBA. And I said, damn, I'm sitting there like, and the reality of that's true. Most of those league owners are, if you will, from that culture. And I can name them, but I'm not going to sit up here and name them because I'm not trying to target those people, if you know what I mean. Because many of these boys dream of being athletes. They dream of being, and many of them are very talented up until testosterone kicks in. And then the growth happens. And then the boys that have the it, have it, have it and not, not. So what the, but the reality is I wasn't the only black person, but that wasn't many, there were many more, more than me. And they start to then prepare that young boy, not for conquest in the bedroom, not that sex is the result of some sort of mystic magic game and having a mouthpiece. They have some sort of guidance and culture that guides them to understand what's really important. Being productive. Saving, investing, setting the kid up for the future. Learning the culture learning what matters in the culture. Sure, that guy's going to get laid like crazy. You don't think that young boy between the age of 13 and 25 is going to get laid like crazy and he's not going to desire it? Yes, he is. And he's going to get laid by, like crazy. And he's going he gonna to probably pay for it, by the way. And he's probably going to get married and he's probably still going to get laid more than you game guys, more than you mouthpiece guys. And then when he comes home at night after he gets laid, he still comes back to a nice house. He still comes back to a business. He still comes back to his purpose. He still comes back and he has his life intact. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference between a guy that says, I'm going to learn game and have a mouthpiece than a guy that says, and it's set up to say, this is what really matters. And the byproduct of that is scabs and skeezers. And he puts the scabs and skeezers in their proper context. You put the scabs and skeezers as trophies. Mm. I like to thank the Lord for blessing me with this holy sermon today. <laughs> because it's the truth. And if we really want to be truthful as men, yes, we love us some leg. I love us some junior college. I love me some women, man. Listen, this, that desire is always going to be there. That desire is always going to be there. I'm not telling you to not desire. What I'm telling you is put your priorities in order. The sooner you do it, the better. Game and mouthpiece is not it. Unless you're here to be extremely average or below average at best. Mm. Period. End of discussion. All right. End of discussion. You can hate all you want, but the truth is there and the culture is there. I read to you what game artists typically live their life as. They're more likely to live under a woman who's low quality than actually achieve life himself. And he'll reward himself. You ever hear these people? Well, I get women to buy me stuff. You think that that is a trophy. And highly likely that woman is a scab at best. But you're talking to me about she bought you jeans and Jordans and a PlayStation. I tell you, man, I can't debate a person like that because you're so beneath and beyond my level that it ain't even worth debating. You better pay me five figures to come to have a discussion with you to set you straight.
because that's pathetic to me. I can never do a thing like that. My earning capacity is way too high to even celebrate a thing like that, much less discuss it in public. But that's me. I'm on my Thanos. <laughs> a woman giving me $2,500 is not impressive to me. $250,000, now we're talking. That's what I would aim at, and that's what I would tell you. This woman gave me $250,000. Now, I would celebrate that, and I would try to make her to be good looking. Did I lie to you today? No, we told the truth, and it was painful. Shout out to Dan over on Venmo. Coach Clip, them damn nails, all right? I'm waiting because I'm doing vlogs. I'm waiting to go get my manicure from them Asian ladies. So they're going to be rubbing all on Coach. So I'm waiting for my other side to grow even so I can have some fun at the parlor. He says, clip them damn nails, bro. Can't, he says, can't scratch your nails down uh, another Kaylee's back with simp nails. Much respect to you. Thank you for the wisdom. So I'm glad you noticed. On this hand, they're a lot longer. And um, because I'm waiting to, ha I have an appointment for the ladies to take care of me, but I'm quite busy during the week. So we'll have those appointments on Saturday. But we're going to talk about the art of self-care, which is in the book. The importance of self-care, which is in my book, Free Agent Lifestyle. Some, some guys will say, what? Manic no, no, we self-care over here. I promote self-care. Where are we at? Okay, we got a lot of PayPalsies over here. We're going to catch all of them up right now, and I know I'm probably behind on them. Uh, Coach JR says, shout out to the 10-year uh, yield spiking, invest in gold and silver, and don't do what Pookie and Ray Ray, the game guys, invested in 304s, or the feminists buying them shoes. We just talked about that and acting like boss babes with stuff they can't afford. Unless they unless they divorced their husbands and got a little extra cash. All right. So we just actually talked about that. Appreciate you for that one. Sorry for being so behind. Pause. Uh, Kevin W doubles up. Bank of America is offering zero down payment, no closing cost home loans in Dallas, Detroit, Charlotte, and Los Angeles. I think a lot of XXs will apply and say they are winning, but little do they know the housing bubble is about to pop. And if they have not, if it has not already, gentlemen, if you're going to apply, read the fine print first. Those are always traps, significant traps when people invest in those things. I always tell you, dodge it, especially considering where the property line is. Be careful. And have you heard of the TikTok woman who makes jewelry out of bodily fluids? She has a literal pearl necklace made out of Chad's kids. Yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah, if you will. Wow. So that's where we're going with it. But, you know, it is what it is. We're going to indulge in it, indulge in it. Shout out to YouTube Trash Talker, great content coach. You're dropping some hard-hitting shows. By the way, the BX is not all bad located. Wait, it's not all bad location is everything. Wait, it's not all bad locations is everything. Shout out to the BX. I've been to some good parts of the Bronx and some very rough neck parts of the Bronx. Shout out to everybody in New York. Sean, who we got here? This is from, okay, this is, I can't never pronounce your name. Chimizi, 
He says, coach, I'm thinking of not getting married, but I want kids. Problem is I read about common law in Texas and it's almost like getting married. Wait, and it's almost like getting married. So I may still have to pay alimony after my kids are 18. I believe in Texas, there is no maintenance. There's no spousal maintenance in Texas. So getting married and uh, divorce, you're probably not going to have alimony if I'm not mistaken, but do your own due diligence. And they have a cap on child support. I recently secured a six-figure job from previously earning $70,000. I'm 26 years old. Am I a hope strategist? Plus, I'm looking to do this with a Nigerian woman. Plus, the Fupa print goes crazy. Do you have that many Nigerian women in Texas? That will be my question. Six-month common law. So you got to be careful. I would not cohabitate in, in at all. All right. And then marrying, you're probably going to, you're, you're doing, uh, Texas is also a um, community. It's not a community property state, if I'm not mistaken. No, it might be community. This is why you need to do your due diligence. I presented this before, but I don't know state to state. What's up? I think it is uh, at the discretion of the judge to decide the property split. So there are a lot of Nigerians specifically in Houston. So you can probably find, oh, Texas is community property. So you split down the middle. Texas is almost probably the most advantaged dis divorce state. So Texas is community property. You split right down the middle. And then you also don't have spousal maintenance, especially for a long period of time. And child support, there's a capacity. But your selection is going to be a little bit less because you're selecting from a small percentage of women. They may be traditional from a traditional family, but are they going to uphold this tradition if they're second generation Nigerian? You got to ask yourself this. This is a hope. This is definitely a hope. There's a lot of Africans in Houston. All right, shout out to Houston with all the Africans. Maybe go back to Nigeria. What's I think you're Nigerian. Why not go back to Nigeria? He said, that's hope as F. That's a big hope. You're rolling the dice on this. You're waiting for the smallest percentage of people you can pick from. Although they may be widely available to you, they're a small demographic. Then you're hoping that her mind is right. And you're hoping that her father raised her right. And then you're hoping that she will uphold the standards of being in a traditional family with you and not be infected and infested with the Houston uh, thought culture. I mean, that's a major roll of the dice. You're going to have to be around those people to make that work, right? You're going to have to do a lot of vetting. And I would get a young one. I wouldn't get no old Nigerian. Nathan says, what we think is black culture is really Jewish idea of what they think black culture is. <laughs> Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great Fox, be careful. Slow down. <laughs> By the way, there's no lies told there. If you know anything about, um, if you know anything about the 80s TV shows, okay? So what he's saying here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you an example to prove his point. In the 1980s, late 70s, 
there was very popular television shows that one person specifically produced. And he put out a lot of imagery and writers work for this person, put on a lot of imageries that we today celebrate as black culture. And I'm going to give you an example. Um, the TV show, Good Times, was produced by a person named Norman Lear. Look it up. He's produced a lot of television shows and hired a lot of non-black writers to write for these black shows that we look at and say, remember good times? Remember good times? Well, those were the, what this guy just said was exactly that. A lot of the things that were produced and put out in front of you, movies, black exploitation films, television shows, were actually, and I'm going to repeat what he said, was exactly that. A lot of rap culture, and I've discussed this, and I'm not going to discuss it too much, but a lot of rap culture from Def Jam to Ruthless Records to um, MC Search and Nas, that connection, was put out by boy. So if you really want to go down that road, a lot of what you participate in is imagery was put out in front of you, what you think is black culture, but it's not. Different strokes. Webster. Good times. NWA. Jay-Z. Nas. Oh, boy. All in the family. The Jeffersons. A lot of what you celebrate, the little attitude, the little maid with the attitude on the Jeffersons. <laughs> she, she funny. Norman Lear. Boy, oh boy, you dropping too much science there. A lot of what you think is black did not come from black culture. But you would actually tell a person they're not black. And the culture you're celebrating ain't even black. God damn, who are, who is that? Do I even want to say your name again? You might want to hide now. New, 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 new world order. You might want to hide, sir. But look it up. It's the truth. <laughs> but you guys say, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a little bit ahead of you. You only see my back because I'm three steps ahead of you. That's why you don't understand me many times. I'm way ahead of you and you way behind. I'm not even in your echelon in this information that we talk about here. So you think I'm making it up, but it's you that don't have the proper context. You are missing pieces of the information. It is not me that's coming up with this. You missing great pieces of the information. Mm, mm. That one, that one, that super chat right there, that will go down in history. But then when you provide context to it, which I provided, and I gave you a clear example, I gave you four examples. I gave you four examples. And there you go, missing context. You didn't even know. What about um, what about uh, the whole Saturday Night Live, right? Anybody that came from there, any black community a comedian that came from that came from one guy and they celebrate that guy. What is this culture? Where he come from? 
Saturday Night Live. Who was the main guy at NBC Saturday Night Live? And who is he? He put all those people on, white, black, women, or whoever. He was responsible for what you believe is, it is. But, yeah. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do what we do. And let's do me a favor. Let's do me a favor. Let's stop putting any context related to that in the chat. <laughs> because we want to stop this conversation. We want to stop it in its tracks. But it is what it, it is. What it is. <laughs> he said, Buck, we would have been canceled. All right, nothing to see here. We're just going to end it right there. We're going to end that conversation right there. You gotta end that. I'm just letting you guys know. Sometimes you don't want to dig too much. You dig too much. You know too much. Where are we at here? And we're not trying to offend the people. We're just trying to provide context. <laughs> so people can have an understanding. Uh, you know, some people are sellouts and some people know. All right, where are we at? Triggerverse, he says, not gonna lie. It was funny on the World Wrestling Federation when the Godfather would offer his 304s to win a match. I yeah, it was funny. Not saying that any of these things cannot be funny, but as long as you understand, you understand. Uh, who we got here? Did I get trigger verse? I did. We got four more on the PayPal, and I'll catch up everywhere else. Spike Spiegel, afternoon coach, scored a junior college pretty little thing. My first day on seeking, booked her two days in a row with the retainer tip for future business. Uh, he says, I'm a monk gone rogue. Hashtag coach gang. So sorry, Spike. All right, now you're on the Venom release program. He said, Coach Hella scared. Well, I know what people can do, you know. I know where the line is on YouTube. Oh man, look, look, hold up for a second. So we gotta we gotta put people on timeout. We're not gonna do that here. Be 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 respectful. Be respectful. This is the platform. Hold up for a second. Here we go. Hold up for a second. Uh, be respectful. Be respectful. This is my platform. This is my platform. So you guys do what you want to do on your time. Let me see here. Where are we at? New, 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 new world order. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start making sure I don't have you guys going nuts. All right, shout out to AD Austin says many guys are in long-term relationships for the simple fact that they shared an STI. And that is true, too. That is true, too. So a lot of people are like a lot of people who have herpes will maintain a relationship. So a person will be you will see a woman. They'll be homeless or they'll be struggling and they'll be together, but only because they share herpes. <laughs> so she can't leave him. She can't leave him. And. um, Because she knows she can't offer what she has to another person. So the best she can get is the bond that they have with the STD. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And they're already transmitting whatever they have back and forth. So there's no risk. Where are we at here? Shout out to who is this in here? We got uh, two more and then we got Cash App. 
then I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right, for real. This is the worst thing about live. You're like, I got to hold it. Deadly Edley is back. He says, why say fair use on a dead man's video? He can't come after you otherwise. RIP to Kevin. You never know. There's people that watch. As a matter of fact, there's another content creator that shared a Kevin film, a Kevin footage, and he got a strike or a claim. I think um, it's Blackmail Advice TV. He shared a Kevin video and he he got a claim. <laughs> like what? There's there's people that like Kevin that watch him that are watching his for his um for his footage being used. Uh Ant the Great says, You're right, coach. Women sleeping with you doesn't necessarily equal they respect you, and vice versa. It actually it's actually their interaction with you outside of the act that determines their respect. I'd rather that than anything else besides if you add their respect for you, it makes the time during sex even better. Yes. Yep. She doesn't respect you. As a matter of fact, most of them don't respect you at all and they know what you're trying to do to them. Yeah, they know. They're like, oh, you're only here for one thing and they're monitoring you and they're making sure that you're you know, going, they're actually unsure of how you're going to treat them afterwards. But uh, our boy says he don't need no respect. He don't need no respect. Uh, Let's see here. Cash app. We're going to wrap it up with the cash app. Ashley Davis for the blue chip mindset. This is solitarybeats.com. Yes, I remember you. Okay, shout out to you. All right, glad to see you here. Clem says U.S. Army retired. All right, great content coach. Shout out to everybody and salute to you brothers that have served in the military. Mr. Robert P. Elliott, what's the best age for men to have healthy kids? Uh, you can get data on this one. They're trying to say older men in their 40s and above now have bad jizz and they're responsible for the kids being on the spectrum. Of course, we know where that science is coming from. It's coming from the agenda to try to push more older women to keep having kids and select men without badges. But I would say somewhere in your 30s is doing okay. All right, somewhere in your 30s is doing okay. And just oddly enough, what I'm going to do is take a quick, quick commercial break. Boy, I can't even hold it. All right, give me a second here and we going to be back. I got I to gotta release the venom. <laughs> I got to release the venom, if you will. What commercial am I going to run just in case it takes uh, well, shit, I don't even have the right commercial prepared. Where is my commercial? All right, hold on. So women, you know, we're more educated now. And Americans owe more than $1.5 trillion in student loan debt, and women reportedly hold around two-thirds of that debt. Women hold nearly two-thirds of the outstanding student debt at around $930 billion. Now some presidential candidates are proposing solutions to fix the worsening debt problem. This proposal completely eliminate student debt in this country. I also found it interesting that 37% of women don't really understand the whole student loan payback system, but men, they understand it a little bit better. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us who did the right thing get screwed. And the irony is that this is Elizabeth Warren, the woman who is getting 300000 a year for teaching one course. How do you feel about these people here who, who show up to to show their free speech trying to censor you right now? I can breathe now. <sighs> Jesus Christ. 
man, that was tough. I was like, I got five more minutes. <laughs> I couldn't make it. All right, anyway, I'm a professional here. All right, here we go. We got Carl S. He says, the show Black Mirror, tell Mirror, or is it Mirror? The show Black Mirror tells it all. All right, I like when snow, shows sneak in the information. <sighs> all right, uh, anyway, and my studio bathroom's very close. All right, shout out to David Torrance says, I love long distance relationships. It's easy to leave. All right, as long as you're getting a lot of access to her for sure. All right, uh, Ken says, why do you slug Kevin so much? They're subtle shots. Why do I slug him so much? Well, Kevin's going to be always in the lexicon. And a lot of times, a lot of times what happens here, and I'm, and he wouldn't, he was alive. It was the same thing. I wasn't taking, I'm not taking shots at him. What tends to happen is because he became so big, a lot of, a lot of people believe a lot of newbies come over to us in his absence. So what happens is they say we're stealing from him. I mean, I get these comments almost every day on, on, um, TikTok and Instagram. Now, what we're doing is basically just saying, listen, we, we were kind of here before him and we'll be here after him without a doubt. And we appreciate the legacy that he's left. However, when people say this and we still get these comments every day, they say we're stealing from him, right? We <laughs> like, we're the ones like, oh, oh, he's trying to be that. And so a lot of times when I make a point, we still have people in the chat that say that. They come over here and they're like, oh, he's just stealing from Kevin, blah, blah, blah. And this is okay. It's okay. And uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, there's no, that's not a shot. And I want, want, I want people to understand this. What you consider a shot in beef is actually truth on my side. All right? So you might think it's a shot. You might think it's a beef. But even when I say something that's real, you're trained in a culture of being a woman and reacting emotionally, not you specifically, but people react emotionally like a woman who want to see drama when I was only telling the truth. I stand upon my content. I stand upon the things that I say and I protect it as Kevin did. Kevin protected his content so much, you couldn't even say another content creator name in the live chat without getting blocked so where's the hate you want to call somebody being a hater that would be more hater than i do i don't even monitor or something thing like that i actually then to then say i got this context from this content creator i tend to try to reward the people who said things before i said it or that i watched it you can't say the same on that side okay so with that being said Somebody says, I sounded bitter, coach, when he was alive because I was before. I was before. So if I'm hearing what I said before, is that bitterness or is that protecting what I said? See, I think a lot of men don't have fathers. And you love to say a person reacted a certain way emotionally, and that's contextually a feminine reaction if you will bear with me i'm glad i went to the bathroom because i'm going to tell you when you say things like that you sound like a woman and i'm not trying to put you down you sound like a woman 
If you describe a person telling a truth or saying something and your natural reaction is either to one, tell them they sound emotional, what you interpret life as is a group of emotions and that's feminine. If you can't express what a person is doing without attaching an emotion to it, your development is arrested in female reared qualities. Do you understand what I'm trying to teach you? I'm trying to teach you that you're arrested in the development of your single mother raised characteristics. And I don't mean to be bitter or rude. What you should do is understand what's being said and how it's being said, removing the emotion from it temporarily to understand. That's a masculine quality. Let me hear what this man is saying and why he said it as opposed to attaching emotions to it to describe it that tells me you haven't matured enough as a person to be on my level to describe anything that I'm doing here. Do you understand where I'm coming from? So I want you to take your hand, turn it upside down and cuff your ball for once instead of fingering yourself today because I'm done with you. Jones G, a few dollars for the offering plate today, coach. Appreciate you. See, I'm a brand over here. I don't know. I hope you understand. I'm not just a person spouting information on YouTube. I'm a brand and I will protect my brand. And if I have to tell somebody I was here before you, I was here before you. And it's not an emotional reaction. It's a fact. I don't care if you're dead or alive. Do you understand what I'm talking about? See, I know I can bring this down to a little comic relief, but don't mess with me. Surely I am on my Thanos and Coachellini. If you really want to mess with me, you will feel really feel like you will realize that I'm not one to be played with. I'll play around on this YouTube. But F around and find out. I'm a little bit more complex than I show here on YouTube. This is a business. I'm not here to play games with you low quality thinking people. If you want to go crawl in the mud somewhere in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and create beefs, go ahead. But do not do it over here. Because if you really get me acting up, I'll tell some of you people about yourself. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Malik Brand, speaking of brands, is in the building. But coach, she bought me a PlayStation 5 hashtag buzzer. Jack Vendetta's in the building. Shout out to all my African-Americans in the building. Shout out to all the African-Americans. All right, um, here we go. Uh, we are going to finish up on PayPal. Did I get these two people? Uh, let's see here. As, as, as your boy, baby, big, what's his name? As your boy, baby said, put some respect on my name. And if you're not going to do it, and you're going to attach my stuff to someone else, I'm going to put respect on my name by myself. And that ain't emotional. Shout out to Keith J. Says shout out to the coach game from South Africa, Cape Town. Hit me with the Francisco. Okay, I'll close the show off on with Francisco. How about that? We got to get through with these people here. 
So you protect who you must, and I'll protect personal me. All right, that's who I'm invested in. All right, protect who you must. But I would assume you could create something on yourself to protect instead of protecting another man because another man don't need protection. All right, shout out to Triggerverse. He says, if I had to decide, describe the red pill content I watch, coach is the varsity player. Angry man is the rebel smoking under the bleachers. And KS is the prep like Zach Morris. And we're all working together. Just believe me 100%. We're all working together in all of this. We appreciate everybody in here and we don't have to agree. But it's all good. I appreciate you guys watching me. And we get a lot of crossover too. So I know it might seem that I take shots at people, but all I do is describe them. Okay, I describe scenarios. I don't take shots or sneak this. <laughs> There's nothing sneaky about this. It's what I said. <laughs> anyway, man, listen. It's what it is. All right, let me get out of here. Hey, look, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll be back uh, this afternoon or this evening. Appreciate you. Let's get a little bit of Francisco. Did I was I supposed to run somebody else? We'll get a little bit of Francisco out of the building here. Peace. <laughs> 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 <laughs>